to the Benefits Corner podcast. Thanks for joining us. With each episode, we'll be speaking with business owners, thought leaders, and top performers. Our goal is to provide our audience with interesting, relevant information as it relates to employee benefits, Canadian healthcare, and running a business. Now, we should say up front that the views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those shared by the Benefits Corner nor its host. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. Today's show is brought to you by ARIA Benefits, modern advisors backed by experience and technology. Now here's your host, Robin Bailey. Hey folks, welcome back to the Benefits Corner podcast. Happy to be back with all of you great folks today. I actually hopped on the road and took the show out to Oakville. I'm in the offices of Bennington Financial today. And I've been wanting to do a podcast on HR or human resources for a long time. And I think I found the perfect guest to talk to today with Katie Denis. Usually you'd be joining me in the studio, but we're actually in, in, in your studio <laughs> yeah. today. So let me do a quick bio on you, Katie, because I think you've got an interesting background. So Katie is the Director of Human Resources at Bennington Financial Services Corp. in Oakville. She worked at Bennington for 10 years, eight of which have been in the HR department, which this is very cool, which you started completely on your own from the ground up. Yeah. And I've been fortunate that I've been with you for part of that growth and I've seen where the company has gone. Yeah. And, and I have to say to all the listeners out there, uh, one of the coolest offices I've ever been in, yeah. uh, very open concept, very forward thinking. I love coming here and I joke around with Katie that if I ever uh, get bought out of my business, I'm, I'm coming to look for, <laughs> look for a job here. here. Exactly. <laughs> so Katie has a BA from Brock University specializing in women's studies and a postgraduate certificate from Mohawk College in Human Resources Management. She is a certified human resources professional with the Human Resources Professionals Association of Ontario and sits on the Canadian Finance and Leasing Association's HR committee. Katie is a wife and mother of one. In her spare time, she enjoys reading, exercising, and spending time with her friends, family, and her dog, a West Highland Terrier Agnes. I love that we have that in your bio. That's, that's something I would do, too. I always say dogs are some of my favorite people. They're the best. Right? Absolutely. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for, thanks for doing this. I've been looking forward to chatting with you because I've watched what's happened to HR over the last 20 years I've been in the business, and I think that... HR's role in business has really changed over the years. And in my mind, it's gone from very transactional to transformational, with HR really taking on a leadership role within an organization. And I was hoping maybe just to pick your brain a little bit about how do you see HR's role in the business? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, we're a lot more transformational, less transactional. We're not the personnel department that we used to be. Um, you know, we're not just all about filling forms and hiring and firing and that kind of thing. Um, we're a lot more dynamic and exciting and involved in so much more than I think we ever were before. Um, you know, HR needs to have a seat at the table now more than ever, and um, more and more excellent HR professionals are earning their spot. Transformational HR, when I think about it, I think about us being future-focused and focused on, you know, future-focused activities, making sure that you have the right people, the right skills, and the right place at the right time, and being aligned with the leaders in the organization and making sure that you're delivering on, on what they need to run a successful business, make sure their departments are functioning and delivering on their objectives. HR is acting as an influencer and a strategic partner rather than just kind of playing the supporting role that For they're sure. used to. For sure. Yeah, it's definitely changed. Yeah. yeah. I do think, though, you know, 
when we talk about one or the other, transactional is still necessary. You know, we're just doing it with a different mindset now. Right. So we are still doing all those things that we used to be doing, but but with a different focus. The thing that's most exciting or interesting to me about transactional HR, for me anyway, is focusing on the employee experience. So making their experience with the company the best that it can possibly be. And I love it when we can wow one of our team members. And that's what we try to do with everyone. And we, we actually say that, you know, we use the term wow in kind of everything that we do. You know, it's all about enabling, engaging and empowering employees. Um, and that involves making sure that they feel valued and supported as key members of any organization here or anywhere else. And you need to understand that, I think, in order to run your business. And you can't run your business without your people. You need to treat them almost, I read an article earlier this week, you need to treat them like water and air. You cannot live without them. Mm, and I've, yeah. I've never heard that, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's really good. Um, so when you, you think about that, them that way and you care about their experience and you enable them to go do great things, um, you can kind of just get out of the way and, and your business will transform. So I yeah. think that that's HR's um, kind of focus, at least our focus here. Um, I know that it's it's what people are um, working towards now and, and I love it, I'm excited about it. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, and and I, I heard two things in that, and and the first kind of made me chuckle was, you know, we're no longer personnel, mm -hmm. and it's funny. I remember going through university, and I worked at Sears Warehouse, mm -hmm. and it was it was a great experience because it taught me that I wanted to finish school and, and move on to something else. But it was anything were to happen, go talk to personnel, and mm -hmm. it wasn't even HR. Mm -hmm. So you're right. And and the second thing that I picked up out of uh, your comments. You know, you want uh, that that employee experience, that yeah. wow factor, mm -hmm. and that leads into my next question because, you know, I really with the organizations I work with anyway. Of course, you're one of them. I really see HR professionals as ambassadors, mm -hmm. and, and and I think you know further to the points that you were making. In your mind, what are, what are the key characteristics of an effective ambassador? Yeah, so I think I'll I'll jump and talk kind of on what makes me feel like an ambassador has made me a great ambassador okay. and then I'll kind of talk about some maybe characteristics of what that looks like. But for me, it is really about feeling a sense of ownership. Our CEO shares so much with us and empowers us to do so much and take risks and make decisions that I'm not sure others would always allow their teams to make and he holds us accountable for those decisions. And that alone gives you the sense of ownership. And I think if you get your team to feel that way and have a true passion for your business, then they will just naturally become ambassadors. And that just, you know, is an extension of HR for any team members that don't get that type of interaction or even those who do. The other important factor is making them feel appreciated and like you can't live without them, like what mm. I just said with the yeah, water and air. And at the end of the day, employees who feel appreciated are going to treat their customers better and treat each other better. And we, in our HR department anyway, see all of our employees as our customers. So that's just an extension of that. Word of mouth can make it or break it. And employees who feel appreciated and love where they work will share that with their friends, with their family, with strangers on the street. Um, and that feeling permeates into their everyday and can transform your business because employees can be your best advertisement. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, if you feel like an owner and feel appreciated and valued, those team members will do whatever it takes to make the customer experience excellent. The other thing I think that has made me a great ambassador for our company anyway is to really believe in what your organization's doing. And if you can't see um, what you're doing as something that's worthy or I think you either aren't looking at it right or you should make a change honestly. So in our industry, we're leasing equipment. It's not very glamorous or exciting, but when you really get into it and think about it, we're financing the dreams of small business owners all across the country. Yeah, that's totally. not something to be proud of and excited yeah, about. You totally, know, I don't yeah. know what it is. So believe in what you're doing. 
um, and a sense of ownership, being appreciated, all translates into being an ambassador of the organization that you work in. And having that feeling, at least for me, has made me a great ambassador, I think, to our team members. For sure. And, and you touched on ownership of, mm -hmm. of, of your role and, and feeling like you have ownership in the company. And you and I have probably chatted about this offline. I've had the conversation with many people that I value my right hand at the office, Debbie, uh -huh. um, because <laughs> because she honestly she acts as if she has equity in the company. Yeah. And 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 I've often joked around with with the business partners and some of my clients that. You know, if, if, if there's something that you've asked her for on Friday, Deb will come in on Monday saying, oh my gosh, I didn't sleep all weekend. I was so worried about this. Mm -hmm. And nobody does that. Mm -hmm. So so I think the fact that your CEO has said, hey, we want, we want you to feel like you have ownership in the company. You have ownership over some of those decisions. I mean, a prime example of that is you guys in the beginning did not have that HR department. Mm -hmm. And here's Katie leading up an initiative and saying, mm -hmm. yeah, go run with it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, look at you guys today. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, you're such That's a... a strong organization so so i think that's a really important part and it's even for me as we're continuing because we launched a new brand we still have life and legacy advisory group mm -hmm. for our individual business all the group business runs through aria benefits so we're growing that side of the business and that's really good feedback for me as well as our other business owner uh, clients to listen you know sometimes it's exactly what you said find those good people and then just get out of their way yeah because there are so many good people and, and that's one of the hard things as a business owner, you know, to let your ego go aside and say, there are people that are better at certain aspects of things than I am yep. and just let them go do it. And yep. I think you're a prime example of that. Thank you. Yeah. If you look internally at me as an ambassador to our employees, some characteristics that they're looking for from me. I would say they're looking for me to be, you know, trustworthy. Yeah. Um, have we built that trust? Have we built that relationship? Caring, you know, showing empathy. Those are all keys that I think they're looking for for me. And you know, ethical practice is key for HR as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you touched on the first one. Trust would be number one for me because if I am coming to you, it may be a confidential issue, and I've and I've got to be able to rely. Mm -hmm. And exactly what you said that you care about my well-being and my family's well-being and, and what's going on in my life. So mm -hmm. I think those are really key. Well, Katie, I've spoken a lot on my podcast and with, with anybody that I talk to um, about how my business on the employee benefit side, for the first 20 years of my career, just did not change. There was nothing going on. <laughs> you know, maybe a carrier came out with some new boring product line, which, you know, insurance companies do. But again, in the last two years, it's changed dramatically. It's it's continuing to evolve. I'm sure your industry is, is, is no different. So I guess where I'm trying to go is how does someone like yourself because this is the way I think of you anyway, stay such a powerful HR professional in a constant state of change. You know, there's there's mergers and acquisitions. I know you guys always are looking at budgetary restrictions, you know, total rewards, uh, exactly what you talked about, the, the employee experience. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay on top of all that stuff? I mean, so just as an HR professional, outside of the organization, continuing education is really important for me. And that's something that's actually mandated to us and through the HRPA, that we keep up to date on continuing education. That helps yeah. me stay in touch with what changing laws are and best practices and making sure that we are all still up to date and doing what we should be doing exactly how we should be doing it here. So are there a number of credits you have to get a certain yeah, year? That's the same for us 60 as well. or 66 hours every okay. three years. Okay, so that's good. Yeah, so very good. through webinars and seminars and all kinds of things, um, you, can, you can get those hours. So that's number one for me personally. Another thing that we, we do here is we really believe in employee satisfaction and engagement surveys. So 
twice a year we go out and ask employees what's important to them. Are, are you satisfied in these areas? Um, how are you doing with this? And it's takes about 15 minutes every um, six months we have employees fill them out and then we go through and we analyze all of that data through a third party um, company that provides it to us and knowing what is important to employees is I think no the number one thing. Um, if you are focused on one thing that you think is important and no one cares then you're missing the mark and you're wasting your time. So we're constantly asking our team for feedback and that leads again back into that great employee experience. Yeah, and as you're saying this, I'm remembering one of our first meetings where you came back to me with survey <laughs> results, yeah. and, I, and I was blown yeah. away, and I will say, I mean, you really are a broker's dream, because <laughs> in my industry, and there's a lot of good people in my industry, and very smart people, and they really are, they're trying to deliver the best product service back to their clients, but sometimes it's a bit of a guessing game, because you're dealing with a CEO, a business owner, a director of finance, an HR professional, sometimes all of the above, mm -hmm. and everyone has an idea of what that plan should look like, mm -hmm. but sometimes you miss the mark. I mean, we see the 2018 Sanofi study, and we found that there was a disconnect between what business leaders thought the employees wanted yeah. and what they actually wanted. So the first time that I got that report, and, and again, it was not all great feedback. Yeah. <laughs> some of it was poor, and it actually led to some decisions going forward, yeah. which I think was very helpful. But I think that's so important in going back to the employees and finding out, hey, this is where I am. And, and realizing you're not going to be able to please every single yeah. person. Yeah. You're never going to make everyone happy. Right. But try to deliver a program that's going to make sense for most yes. of the people. Yeah. But again, I was I was blown away when I saw that. And I thought, wow, that's, that's very powerful information. So yeah. kudos to you for doing that. Thank you. Okay. So employee benefits, because, you know. It's it's my podcast, so we so we got to talk about <laughs> we'll talk it. Talk about what you want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So, speaking about benefits, so how does HR fit in? Like, what's HR's role when it comes to employee benefits? And maybe a follow up question to that: What are the challenges you face in in, in that area? And maybe how do you overcome those? Yeah. So, I mean, benefits are so important, as you know, when we're talking about taking care of employees, go back to that employee experience. Yeah. Um, I'm going to keep saying that because it's so important, but especially as a key factor when it comes to attracting and retaining the best employees. If you're not offering great benefits, especially in the market that we're in right now, you're going to lose good people. Absolutely. Um, and you won't be able to hire good people. So HR's role, I mean, it's not just administration of the benefit plan, although that is a key piece, more of that transactional um, piece of it, but HR is also the employee champion, so working um, to ensure that what's most important to your team members is what you're providing. Yeah, and where that's threatened, I guess, HR needs to fight for, you know, the employee group, um, but also balance that with the business needs. So it's kind of, you know, being that liaison between, you know, the company and what the company wants and, and the team members and what they want. Yeah, and sometimes I find, especially with the clients that I work with, that's, that's a difficult line to walk because, yeah. you know, depending on the business, there are different cycles in the market where, you know, things sometimes get a little bit tight, especially in, you know, things like manufacturing. Yeah. And, you know, you see some people struggle with, hey, our employees are important to us. We want to provide the best possible program we are, but there are budgetary restrictions yeah. there. Yeah. So I find a lot of the HR professionals I work with walk a very fine line mm -hmm. with trying to balance that out for yeah. both, both sides of the business and the employees. Yeah. Very interesting. Let's get into maybe some uncomfortable situations. And, you know, with a benefits plan, nothing stays the same forever, no. especially as a, as a business grows and goes into different phases and, and things happen with, you know, just a claims experience and things like that. So sometimes it's necessary to make some changes for the plan, the benefits program. How do you go about communicating those to plan members 
to again, and, and I'm going back to that member experience, that feeling good about the program they have. Mm -hmm. How do you go about communicating that to make sure you're getting your message across? Yeah, I'd say um, what's most important is to be as transparent as possible and help members understand why the change is taking place where possible. You know, you want to try and do it face-to-face, -face, whether that's in small meetings, entire company-wide meetings, because I think sending out a mass email and telling everyone something important is being changed can, can cause a lot of problems, yeah. especially if there's not an explanation why. So, sure. so that personal touch and being transparent, um, I think, is key. Again, you know, going back to surveys, understanding what's most important to plan members is paramount. So from there, you can make the decisions and then communicate to the team members why that decision was made. So trying not to change the things that are really important, I think, is, is really, really a key. Don't take away something that every single employee cares about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, with an explanation and sound rationale behind it, I think most people will understand the reasons. I also think getting you know you involved we made a big change to our benefits a couple years ago yeah. and we had made another change uh, you know a year before that and so there was there was some questions about why and some frustration and you know I, I work in HR and I know benefits but I'm not a benefits expert I won't claim to be and so having you come in and help us answer some of those questions I think was was key because there were questions that I just wouldn't have been able to answer so that was really helpful yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think as, as many ways as you can communicate those changes is important, you know, mm -hmm. telling them it's on an email, it's on the board in the lunchroom, mm -hmm. having having employee education sessions. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I, I always encourage in our employee meetings is ask any question you want. Mm -hmm. And we'll also say we're going to leave some cards behind because sometimes there's a question that the person doesn't want to ask in front of their boss. And we encourage people, hey, if we can talk offline if, if that's the case, because you're right, you're never going to please 100% of the population, yeah. but you're right, most people you run into are reasonable and yeah. will understand as long as you answer their questions, yeah. right? So I think giving them a comfortable environment and a, maybe a platform that they can use to access all the information yeah. makes everybody feel better. Yeah. And if people feel like you actually put thought into the decision and didn't just say, well, we have to cut things and it's all going or this is going. Yeah. People feel like there was real thought put into it, and you explain your rationale behind it. Yeah. Usually, people are pretty understanding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I've got a pretty selfish question okay. uh, for me because, of <laughs> course, you know we're we're always we're building the brand for Aria yeah. Benefits. I'm always looking for new clients. If I could have ten more like you, I'd be I'd be, I'd be made in the shade. So, if there's ten more of you out there, yeah. I'd love to meet you. <laughs> But what's the best way to establish a good relationship with someone like yourself, with an HR professional? Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, what the, can they demonstrate to provide some value there? Yeah, I think that that's a good question. You know, when we first started working together, you weren't the only broker that we were potentially looking to work with. Oh, and how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? And I think what really made a difference for me is, you know, you were respectful. You know, I was young and new in my career at the time. Sure. And... Some of the other brokers that came in, I found, just didn't even want to spend any time talking to me. They wanted to talk to finance, they wanted to talk to our CEO, and you kind of really came in and understood who the real decision maker was, even though, of course, they were involved. It was really up to me, and you were, I felt like the only one who really came in and understood that. You were respectful, you used simple language, you helped me understand things, because like I said, I am not a benefits expert, so although it was my decision, you came in and explained things to me, made sure I understood, and that was really important to me. 
And then as we've kind of grown and, and worked through our relationship over the years, also just, I felt like there was real loyalty. I didn't feel like you were just, you know, getting a sale right. or, or, yes. or just making money off of us. Yeah. You know, you've fought some tough battles on our behalf. Sure, yeah. You know, life insurance, that kind of thing where, you know, something maybe wasn't going to get paid and it was, and, and you went out and fought that battle for us and made sure that that, that claim went through. And I felt like, you know, you actually had our back. You didn't have, it wasn't that you were, you know, on the side of, of the provider, you were on our side. And that means a lot, you know, when we have an issue, the first person we say to call it, okay, call Robin. He'll take care of it. And you or Debbie or whoever get on top of it and you take care of it for us. And you've become like the water in the air. When it comes to benefits, we need Robin. We can't live without right, Robin. Right. So that's been really important to us. That's great feedback. Thank you so much because <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. I'll share that with my dad who's 84 now. And, you know, I can talk to him about anything and he, you know, he, just kind of sits there and, and doesn't give me a response. But the moment I talk about business, because of course he was in the business right. for 30, his eyes light up. So right. he'll, as a second generation advisor, you know, and him passing on a legacy, he'll be thrilled to hear. Because, you know, yeah. growing up, uh, and, and I was very fortunate, growing up, my dad cared about his clients. You know, he'd routinely, and it was embarrassing as a kid, of course, <laughs> but he'd walk into an appointment with him because he'd drag me along and, and he'd get a hug from his clients. And, you know, years into the business, I started getting hugs from some of my clients. You can give me a hug after if you want. <laughs> but, but you realize, you know, it wasn't just a job. Exactly yeah. to your point. It's, yes, we all have to go out and make earnings and, and I'm going to get paid a commission from sales that I do. Mm -hmm. But it's more than that. It's mm -hmm. a relationship. You care about the people. And, and mm -hmm. I become friends with most of my clients that yeah. I've worked with over the years. And I, and I would call them friends. So, fortunately, there are a lot of good people in, in our industry. Mm -hmm that feel the same way, that want to do a good job, that care. And that's why where the industry is going, you know, a couple of years ago, some of the disruptors, and that's kind of a bad word now, came in and they said, we're going to get rid of the brokerage community. And I think you're seeing a lot of those companies take a step back now and realize, mm -hmm. oh, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Technology is great, but there is value in, in that relationship with the, oh, yeah. with the advisor Absolutely. that someone's going to fight on your behalf. Yeah. So where Aria has tried to kind of make a compromise was saying, we are never going to sacrifice that human connection that mm -hmm. we have, mm -hmm. but we're going to leverage technology for the benefit of our client at every stage. Okay. So that's what we're trying to deliver to our clients. So thanks for doing this. This You're has welcome. been thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. I got one question, last question for you because I always find it. I get to hang out with cool, interesting people. <laughs> what do you do when you're not doing this, when you're not thinking about HR, which you are all the time? All the time. <laughs> what do you do for fun? Oh my gosh. You know what? I have a 19 and a half month old daughter yeah. who loves farms. Oh, so very we cool. have our, our lives have changed a lot in the past I year bet, and a half. Um, for fun right now, it's finding farms, going and seeing animals, apple picking. Right now it's fall, so I mean all the pumpkins and all of that kind of thing. So just making her happy and having fun with her and seeing the world through her eyes has That's been cool. transformational. It's yeah. given a whole new purpose to life. So, I mean, you know, two, three years ago, if you had asked me that, I the answer would not be the same. It would it be a different been, answer? It would have yeah. traveling and, yeah. and seeing the world and that kind of thing, but it's wonderful. That's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks again for doing this. Thanks for having me. That does it for today, friends. Uh, thanks, as always, for showing the love to the show and tuning into our podcast. I love getting your feedback on LinkedIn, so keep it coming. Be sure to check out our website for all of our podcasts. They make it up there eventually. We're at www.ariabenefits.ca. And you can always reach me at rbailey at ariabenefits.ca 
or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on the Benefits Corner.